ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٌ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٌ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ فَيَا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ اللَّهُ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى has commanded us to ponder over the Qur'an Allah mentioned أَفَلَا يَتَدَبَّرُونَ الْقُرْآنِ Do they not ponder over the Qur'an? Do they not think about the meanings of the Qur'an? For indeed, the Qur'an, it was revealed with guidance within it. So if you ponder and you think about the beginning, from the very beginning of the Qur'an, from the very beginning of the mushaf when you open it up the first surah that you find suratul fatiha this surah that you recite in every rak'ah in fact the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said la salata liman lam yaqra' bi fatihatil kitab and in one narration bi ummil kitab there is no prayer for the one who does not recite the opening of the quran meaning suratul fatiha the scholars have mentioned that this surah has many different names so it is called suratul fatiha as many people know it is also called Ummul Qur'an, as some people may know. And it has other names you find in the books of Tafsir. If you look into the books of Tafsir, the Mufassirun have mentioned that Al-Fatiha has different names. This Surah, the Surah that you read in every Raka'ah, in every prayer, then it is upon us to understand its meanings 
For indeed at the beginning, Allah says, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Beginning with Alhamd. And there are some other surahs of the Quran too, which begin with Alhamd. The Hamd meaning all of the praises for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Jami' al-Mahamid. All of the different types of praise. They are deserving of Allah or they are deserving to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So alhamdulillah, meaning you are saying all of the praise, every type of praise it is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. The Rabb. The one who has the rububiyyah, that he is al-khaliq, al-khaliq, and al-malik, and al-muhi, al-mumit, wal-mudabbir, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he is the creator of everything in the heavens and the earth. He alone, without any partners or associates, and he is the sustainer and provider. He is the one who gives the rizq to his servants, to his creation. And he is the one who gives life and gives death. And he is the one who controls all of the universe and everything which occurs and happens within it. He is the Rabb. And that is the rububiyyah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So he is Rabbil Alameen. Al-Alameen. Yani kullu ma siwa Allah. Everything besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is from Al-Alameen. Everything in creation, everything is considered from that Alameen. So you say that Allah is the Rabb of every single thing of all of the creation. This is what you are saying and this is what you mean when you recite Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And then you say Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim. These are two of the names of Allah. From Al-Asma'u Wa-Sifat, from the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah has many names and attributes. It is mentioned in the hadith, Inna lillahi tis'atan wa tis'ina isma man ahsaha dakhala al-jannah. That indeed Allah has 99 names, whoever enumerates them counts them, memorizes them, acts upon them, will enter paradise. This does not mean that Allah only has 99 names. Allah has more than 99 names. This is not a restriction. It does not mean that this is the only names of Allah. Allah has more names than 99 and Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim. These are two of the names of Allah. 
Allah mention in the Quran, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَعُ الْحُسْنَى فَدِعُوهُ بِهَا That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the most beautiful and perfect of names. So call upon him, make dua and supplicate to him via those names. So Ar-Rahman and Ar-Rahim, two of the names of Allah indicating Sifatul Rahmah. The attribute of mercy, attribute of mercy, mercy upon all of the creation, even the kuffar. But then there is a specific mercy, a mercy that is specific for the believers, and that is the mercy of Allah upon them, that they enter paradise on that day. So you say, Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Maliki Yawmiddin Here you affirm that Allah is the Malik of Yawmuddin And what is Yawmuddin? Maliki Yawmiddin That is the day of judgment Yani Yawmul Qiyamah the day when the people will be resurrected and the accountability will occur and the judgment will occur that day then indeed Allah is the Malik the one who is in charge, the king, the owner of that day he is the one who will hold the accountability of every individual on that day and that is what you mean when you say he is the Malik of Yawmuddin. He is the one in charge and the one who will rule and perform the accountability upon the people on that day, Yawmuddin, which is the day of resurrection, the day of accountability. This indicates that you have some fear. It indicates that you have some fear because the previous ayah, Ar-Rahman, Ar-Rahim, this shows you mercy and it shows you hope. It shows you hope that you have hope, Ar-Raja. You have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that he will forgive for you your sins and he will have mercy upon you. You have hope in Allah. But then you say Maliki Yawmiddin. That he is the one who will hold accountability. So here you have hope, fear. And that is the way of Ahlus Sunnah. Ahlus Sunnati wal Jama'ah. Their aqeedah is built upon fear and hope. Fear and hope. And also love. These are the three aspects. So you have hope in Allah. You hope Allah will forgive your sins. He is the one who has the mercy. He is Ar-Rahman. He is Ar-Rahim. But at the same time you remember that he is Maliki Yawmiddin. He is the one who will hold the accountability on that day. So you hope for the mercy of Allah, but you fear the punishment for your wrongs you may have done. Ahlus Sunnah are balanced between these two things. 
between hope and between fear. The people of innovation, they did not understand how to balance between fear and hope. So the Khawarij, they went into Ghulu, Fil Khawf, and they began to say, Whomsoever commits the major sins, then he is in the hellfire. Khalid Mukhalid Finnaq, Murtakibul Kabira, the one who dies upon a major sin without seeking forgiveness. The Khawarij, they say, he is in the hellfire forever. And this is from their extremism and their exaggeration, ghulu. And then you have on the other side, al-murji'ah, those who have too much hope. Hope. And they say, as long as you have iman, then ma'asiyah, ma'asi, sinning, will not harm your iman. And your iman does not go down. Iman does not go up and down. لا يزيد ولا ينقص كما يقولون. And they say that my iman is like the iman of Abu Bakr. And my iman, our iman, is like the iman of Jibreel. And this is of course false. The iman of the believers, it is mutafawit. Different between different believers. يزيد وينقص. It goes up and it goes down. So we have the hope and we have the fear. We hope Allah will forgive us for our shortcomings. But we fear that we may be punished for what we have done. So that makes you repent and seek forgiveness. So then you say after that, Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. That you alone we worship and you alone we seek aid and assistance from. This is indicating the uluhiyya of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tawheedul ibadah. That you single out Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with worship. Ifradullahi ta'ala bil ibadah. To single out Allah with all of your worship. Whether it is worship in the heart. Worship upon the tongue. Worship upon the limbs, in the heart, on the tongue, on the limbs, every type of worship, then you single that out for Allah alone. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. Singling out Allah and removing any other associates or partners to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rejecting and negating any other associates or partners, any other sharik for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, rather making your worship purely for him. وَمَا أُمِرُوا إِلَّا لِيَعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مُخْلِصِينَ لَهُ الدِّينَ حُنَفَاءَ We were commanded to worship Allah, مُخْلِصِينَ Sincere and حُنَفَاءَ Meaning upon Tawheed in oneness of worship to Allah with all of our actions. Our dua is for Allah. Our slaughtering is for Allah. Our worship, every type of it for Allah alone. And that's why you say, Iyaka na'budu. And it does not say, Na'budu iyak. Iyaka na'budu. Indicating that this worship 
is purely for Allah alone. So look at these great meanings in Al-Fatiha so far. What you read in every raka'ah, in every prayer. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim. Maliki Yawmiddin. Iyaka na'budu wa iyaka nasta'een. الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد على آله وصحبه أجمعين فيا عباد الله we have seen the opening meanings of سورة الفاتحة we have seen the meaning of الحمد لله رب العالمين and الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين and then, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ صِرَاطَ الَّذِينَ أَنْعَمْتَ عَلَيْهِمْ Then you make dua to Allah. اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Oh Allah, guide us to the straight path. You make dua in every fatiha, in every prayer, in every raka'ah. Asking Allah to guide you. Making dua to Allah to guide you and to keep you upon the path of righteousness, the path of piety, the path that will lead to paradise. And whose path is that? Sirat al-Ladina an'amta alayhim. The path of those whom you have blessed. You ask Allah to guide you upon the path. The same path of the ones whom Allah blessed. And who are the ones whom Allah blessed? They are the likes of the martyrs and the righteous and the truthful. The likes of the prophets. That is the path of whom you wish to follow. You wish to be upon the path of the prophets and messengers. Upon the path of the martyrs. Upon the path of the righteous upon the path of the truthful you wish to be from those upright believers so you ask allah for hidayah and the hidayah the guidance is two types the guidance of as they say that allah guides you to show you the truth that you recognize you see Tawheed, and you know what is shirk. And you see the sunnah, and you know what is bid'ah. You see al-haq, the truth, and you know what is the batil, the false. Allah gives you that guidance to see the light. You ask Allah for this guidance. But then on top of that, you ask Allah for more than that guidance. You ask Allah for the hidayah to tawfiq. That Allah gives you the tawfiq, the, the enlightenment, the enlightenment in your heart to accept the truth. Because some people, they are shown the truth. They are shown what is the sunnah and they know, but they still go and do bid'ah. They are shown what is halal and they know, they are guided to it, but they still do the haram. 
They know what the Tawheed is, but they still do shirk. So you ask Allah not just to be shown the guidance, but to be given the enlightenment in your heart to apply and practice that guidance and to be upon the path of that guidance. And then you make dua at the end again. Not upon the path of those whom your anger is upon and not upon the path of the misguided. You ask Allah to keep you safe and away from the path of those whom Allah's anger is upon. And who are the ones whom Allah's anger is upon? They are the ones, they had knowledge. Alimu walam ya'malu. They had knowledge, but they did not act upon that knowledge. They had knowledge, but they did not act upon that knowledge. Mithra Yehud, like the Jews, they had knowledge, but they concealed it. They concealed and hid the knowledge and they did not act upon the knowledge. So everybody who has knowledge and does not act upon knowledge, this is a sifa that you want to avoid. You want to stay away from this characteristic. When you have knowledge, you must act upon your knowledge. Then also, the misguided ones, they are the ones who tried to do worship, but they did it upon jahl, upon ignorance. They tried to do worship, but without knowledge, upon jahl, ignorance. And so they are like the Christians who worshipped without insight, without knowledge. As a Muslim, you worship Allah upon knowledge, upon knowledge and evidences. And that's why the scholars have said, you must know your religion. You must know your religion with evidences, knowledge and evidences. Here, that is what you are asking Allah for at the end of Al-Fatiha. You are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide you to the path of the righteous. And you are making dua also that Allah keeps you away from the path of those people who have knowledge but they do not act upon it. And that can be Muslims. They may have knowledge and they do not act upon it. And to keep you away from the path of the misguided, those who do not have knowledge and they act upon ignorance. And a Muslim may do that too. He may end up in bid'ah, al khurafat, all types of deviances because they try to worship Allah without the dalil without the evidence, without the proofs. So as a Muslim, it is important for every one of us to understand the basic meanings of Surah Al-Fatiha. It is a surah that you read in every raka'ah, a surah that you read in every prayer, such that your prayer is invalid without it, a pillar of the prayer, rukn min arkani salah. So you must have understanding of this Fatiha. It is upon us to know what we are reading when we pray, to understand what we are reading when we pray, to understand the dua that we are making. If a person understood, then you will see the fruits of your prayers.
But a person who does not understand and he prays, then you will not get the benefit and the fruits of your salah as you would if you understood what you were saying and you understood the meanings of it. So we ask Allah to make it easy upon all of us to understand the Qur'an, understand its meanings and to act upon them. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد أقم الصلاة